I'm Kelsey Zeiser. I'm a senior editor at Light Reading, and we are here on site in Minneapolis with Verizon Frontline, and I'm joined by... Hi, I'm Chris Click. I have the local operations team here in Minneapolis. And I'm Matthew Brungartz, of Verizon Frontline Crisis Response Manager. Yeah, well, good to see you both, um, and thanks for coming out on... It's a chilly day. Yes. <laughs> But uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves and your role at Verizon Frontline. So uh, I can't talk about Frontline. I'm going to let Matt do that. Um, I have a local operations team here in Minneapolis, and my team is responsible for maintaining the wireless network here. Yeah. And Verizon Frontline Crisis Response Team. So our role is to provide support for first responders, public sector agencies, all activated by calling an 800 phone number and being able to provide assistance in all hazard events solving the routine or complex communication challenges that they may face. Okay. Um, and so how do you all work together to, uh, you know, establish connectivity when there is a crisis or you and I talked a little bit offline about um, going to concert venues, for example. Uh, what What's kind of your first mode of attack, I suppose? <laughs> Well, so for emergency events, most of that's going to come from frontline. Um, we do have local assets in here in, in the market here in Minneapolis that we'll utilize to assist frontline if they don't have anybody in the area or asset in the area. Uh, my team is able to deploy to assist frontline in an emergency situation um, where an asset is needed. Um, we also do uh, support public safety where there are um, events or venues where there's an influx of people, a concert venue where coverage may not be able to handle capacity or really capacity not coverage, but can't handle the capacity of the influx of people that are coming in. We might deploy, deploy one of our assets out there to provide that additional capacity just to make sure that you know, twofold. One, everybody can dial 911 if there is an emergency, but two, then it, it does serve our customers and give them the ability to have access to uh, the internet. Yeah, and I think you mentioned you recently were at the Renaissance Fair and there was another event that you all went to as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, uh, we supported the Renaissance Festival. Again, we do have coverage in that area, but um, not enough capacity there to support the influx of people during that event. So we deploy a mobile asset out there uh, for additional capacity during that event. The other event uh, we just recently wrapped up was uh, in Somerset, uh, Wisconsin. They have a amphitheater out there again, where there's um, ample coverage for a normal day, but with the influx of people during the concerts, uh, we deployed an asset out there to provide that additional capacity. Right, especially with everyone probably wanting to TikTok and all, all those good things as well. But most importantly, be able to dial 911. Um, Matt, can you talk a little bit about some of the uh, deployables and assets that are on site here today? And also, uh, I thought you made a really interesting point when you're called um, uh, for an emergency, you ask kind of two critical questions. So maybe we can start there and, and then talk yeah. about some of the assets that are here. So when a public sector agency, a first responder, uh, you know, they need that support, they call the 800 number and it eventually gets to our team. So when we, when we have that conversation, we gotta ask two questions and it's what's your mission and what are you trying to accomplish? It's really hard for folks to know what to ask for because there's so many tools and resources that solve different problems. So uh, we just kind of understand what they're dealing with. And then I'll work with Chris and, and other network uh, resources to understand how to solve the problem uh, as most as fast as we can and with the best resources that can get there the quickest. So uh, the resources we have here uh, solve problems from very large to very small. Uh, not everything can be solved with a large asset and not everything can be solved with a small one. So um, we have a very wide variety of things that can solve those connectivity issues. Uh, it could be as simple as we need Wi-Fi in a parking lot 
because that's where we're setting up incident command, right? Um, maybe it's a, a thing where they need cell phones because they have volunteers coming in. Uh, just a lot of different scenarios and tools and resources to be able to solve those problems. Uh, and so on site here today, we had uh, some of the farm animals, the the colt and the llama, <laughs> and then um, some other acronyms. Um, there was also, uh, you know, an electric bike. Can you yes. just talk a little bit about a few of the assets that are available? Yeah, so they have uh, uh, a colt cell on light truck. And so that would basically help us replace a cell tower. Uh, it's got the equipment inside of it and the mast that can get us up in the air with antennas to be able to offset what a normal cell tower would do. Uh, working down, there's other assets that's a trailer called a llama. Uh, has 4G, 5G connect uh, equipment in it with antennas and be able to part that, connect it with backhaul, and again, serve the thousands of people that we need to connect. Working down the line to smaller assets, we have a spot trailer, satellite Pico on trailer. And that one is a small surgical designed uh, asset to be able to provide Wi-Fi, 4G, LTE connectivity, self-sufficient with a generator uh, and the backhaul through satellite. So could be set up in 20 minutes and very quick. And, and, and I keep that trailer with me 24 seven. So it allows me to respond even faster. So. And a lot of those can be, I think you mentioned deployed on, uh, you know, uh, carried by a truck yes. um, and it kind of dependent on uh, the situation and I know the bike we talked about, maybe that could be used in, in a forest situation as well. Yeah, so it depends uh, the method of tra travel. So you could be in a scenario where you couldn't fit a vehicle in, so you need to squeeze between trees or or you only have a small trail to work with or no trail, right? Um, you know, we have assets that can be hitched on the back of a vehicle, uh, very lightweight, uh, so a vehicle could tow that or pull it. Uh, and it doesn't have to be a big, large truck, right? Uh, electric bike, right? The MCAV, Mobile Connectivity Agile Vehicle. Uh, that is something that could fit technically inside of a vehicle, right? Uh, it just gives you the ability to get two places that's hard to reach to that has equipment mounted into it. So. Yeah. Uh, there's also a satellite backup for um, some of the vehicles as well with the, I believe the Starlink Leo satellite, is that right? Correct, yep. So we need backhaul to be able to power some of the solutions. And one of those options is Leo uh, based satellite. Traditionally, we also use and primarily rely upon geospatial satellites, uh, which is what a lot of our assets have. But as low Earth orbit satellites come into play and the providers start coming into the industry, also looking at taking advantage of that technology, which provides us lower latency, much more throughput. So just gives us a better option to serve our customers and be able to provide coverage where we need it. And Chris, you were, uh, you know, we've talked about uh, providing connectivity at venues. Are there uh, Verizon um, solutions and, and services that you leave behind, assets um, that remain in, um, say, like at the Super Bowl location? Or oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, places like our, our the where we have the Super Bowl and other venues like that, we have in-building systems there. Uh, we have a in-building systems team that does nothing but make sure that venues like that where there's huge influxes of people have covers that they need. Yeah, great. And how, do, how does 5G come into play as well? Um, has that been uh, a game changer at all in, in deploying some of these assets and, and supporting that connectivity? Yeah, I, I can speak from, from my perspective. 5G is a very big game changer. Uh, being able to allow uh, connect, faster connections to occur to a device uh, being able to change the experience folks have on a device uh, and all the different applications that can go through there at a much faster rate is, is a game changer. I, I, I would just agree. Absolutely, it's been a game changer. 
Um, and Matt, any uh, partnerships that you wanted to highlight here today? I know Cradle Point and Absolute are here as well. And you mentioned that there's uh, Cradle Point routers are utilized in some of Verizon's assets here. Correct. Yeah, we, we have a lot of Cradle Point routers that we use to do a lot of the routing aspect. Uh, they, we also lean on that hardware to bring in our 4G, 5G spectrum and then distribute it, whether it's in the form of Wi-Fi or hard connecting uh, computers and networks into their devices. Uh, Absolute, also known, used to be known as NetMotion. Uh, those are those are companies that our first responders oftentimes work with. Uh, so it's nice to have them on scene so they can uh, be able to, or here today, to be able to talk with our customers. We also have Verizon Connect, which is our platform that we use to, to manage vehicles or fleets. So whether it's as simple as putting GPS or a dot on a map or being able to manage your, your vehicles, knowing when oil changes are due and, and things that just need to occur from a management standpoint of vehicles, we have a whole solution for that. And we also have push to talk and LMR, land mobile radio uh, solutions for first responders uh, to be able to tie in users into radio systems through our cellular network. So uh, a lot of different resources here today for that. Uh, and then we're kind of heading out of uh, hurricane season into the winter weather. Um, is there anything that you all, um, you know, do to prepare? I suppose each each scenario is a little bit different, but how do you get ready for each new season of, of potential natural disasters? I mean, for the local team here, you know, I don't think anything changes. I think, uh, you know, we do regular maintenance on all of our assets um, and make sure they're ready to deploy whenever they're needed. I think the other thing we also look at is, you know, when we have season changes, you also look at the safety perspective for our, all of our teams, uh, making sure when we have to go out, we have everything we need to be able to respond to the elements. Um, Cause you know, summer is different than the winter times and we just gotta be sure we have everything prepared and ready. So, yeah. yep. Sounds great. Well, thank you both for joining me on the podcast. Um, great to see you in person and uh, take a look at all these amazing assets. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.